Welcome to Mortals. A podcast where we explore how humans have dealt with death throughout history. From embalming and epitaphs to mourning and morgues. We are taking a look at rites, rituals, and practices from around the world. Mortals podcast is for the morbidly curious or the curiously morbid. This week, we are talking about cool things that you should read and listen to and watch and all those other good things. It's Mortals Recommends! Now let's get on to the show. Hello again for another week of Mortals. We have something a little special this time around uh, for multiple reasons. One being a completely not made up reason that we just thought of being we have published 30 episodes of Mortals and now we're celebrating with a little bit of uh, Mortals Recommends, all the cool things that we watch or read or listen to. uh, And we're recommending them to you. Death adjacent, of course, as always. Second reason being, we are busy people, and it's a really, really busy time of year for all of us, so we wanted something a little bit lighter. So here we are. Indeed. And also, it is October. It's the spooky season. It's the best kind of time of year to get into some death-adjacent stuff to, I don't know, over-justify the amount of plastic skulls and or ghost paraphernalia you may or may not have in your house at this time of year. (laughs) Uh, Or if you're someone who likes to preemptively buy Christmas gifts or... Hanukkah gifts or other holiday gifts. This is a good way of forcing your friends to get interested in mortals. These are all just uh, Christmas gift recommendations, basically. <laughs> I mean, they could be, if that's mm-hmm. what you're into. Yes. Uh, speaking of, if you really want to get into, I'm terrible at... Uh, <laughs> Segs? I'm terrible <laughs> at <great>. natural segues. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start us off with this wonderful book that I've been reading. It's more of a, it, it is a book, it's in book form, but it's more of a, an overview of death in general, rather than a book about death. It is a book about many different things about death, so it's the perfect thing to start us off. It is called Death and the Afterlife, A Chronological Journey. From Cremation to Quantum Resurrection by Clifford A. Pickover. That's a fantastic name. (laughs) It is. And if you could, listeners, see the cover, it's red and black with gold, I don't even know, gold embossing. Um, It's a giant coffin design on the front with a skull at the top. And the text, to be honest, the, the title text is a little bit illegible, but I feel like that makes the book all the more alluring, to be honest. It's a very Uh, pretty book. Also, what the fuck is Quantum Resurrection? You know, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't actually finished this book. I'm about halfway through. And basically, what this book is, is, as the title states, a chronological journey that starts at cremation. And you basically have, let me check how many pages like 200 pages of different death adjacent topics. And you get one beautiful image on one part of the page. 
And then Ooh. one page of writing that describes the topic that takes up that particular page. So it's great fodder for ideas for podcast episodes, although <laughs> I haven't necessarily used one yet. Actually, I think that's a lie. I think I might have gotten the, um, I got the taphophobia from the idea from this book. Uh, it also had an idea that I was going to do, going to research, still might, but I ran out of spoons, my emotional and energetic spoons. So I was unable to at this point, but maybe upcoming. So I won't reveal that. But anyways, this is basically a book that's great fodder for ideas. And if you want to just learn a tiny little smidgen about a lot of different things adjacent to death, aside from listening to this podcast, of course, uh, recommend you pick it up, even if you can pick it up from the library or you want to purchase it. It's, as I said, quite a beautiful cover. Nice little overview of death. Ironic that you say that because I literally was just picking up another book that I was going to recommend and found my library card in it. Because I was wondering where that went, and apparently I was using it as a bookmark. Um, which I guess, I guess I will just use to seg into yet another book, which is kind of on a similar topic. So it is the book From Here to Eternity, Traveling the World to Find the Good Death, and it is by Caitlin Doty, who is also the creator and host of Ask a Mortician, which is a YouTube channel that we mention quite often on this podcast. We're big fans. We're big fans. It's great. It's your premier YouTube channel for death-adjacent things. If you like mortals, you'll love that channel. Uh, but anyway, from here to eternity is essentially like dipping, dipping our toes into various death practices from around the world, going places, meeting people, witnessing things, talking to locals, uh, and really trying to get a grasp of various things. So, for example... There is a breakdown of the beginnings of the human composting process with Katrina Spade, who Caitlin Doty went and interviewed. Uh, she's actually made a couple of videos about it on the YouTube channel. And also, as a side note, human compost is now has now been legalized in California and will be available to Californian citizens in 2027. So, woo, that's a fun update from last time we did the human composting episode. Woo, um, California. Way to go. But it is, yeah, it's just, it's a great book that really treats things with respect and sensitivity and good humor. And it really goes a long ways to kind of expanding the idea of what a death ritual, what a funeral looks like around the world that is so opposite from our North American sterilized sort of death industry. So a very good read, as is Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, which is a little bit more memoir based about her first several years working as a crematory operator. A very good book. I recommend it's, yeah, it's a, it's a fun read. It's a good read and you learn a lot as well. That is not one I have read, but now I have an ever growing list of books to read. I will add that <laughs> the one TBR to my list. It never, it never ends. It never ends. It always gets uh, longer. It never gets shorter. Uh, if we're, I guess if we're all talking books, I only have uh, one book to recommend today and it's not even really a recommendation because i honestly haven't read much of it or i haven't read it's a textbook all right it's a textbook from when, <laughs> I, was in, when I was in university <laughs> i'm gonna stop beating around the bush it's called the archaeology of death and burial 
It was published in 1999. I just did a quick skim to see if there was anything super problematic in it. And I think as far as uh, gender and feminist theory and things, it's fairly uh, forward thinking. That being said, if there is some nugget of uh, (laughs) not so hot stuff in there, please do not yell at me. But I really like it if I have kind of stuck on ideas or if I just need some inspiration, I tend to flip through this book because I took a lot of, surprise, surprise, archaeology courses in university. Really? Um, I never, I never would have guessed. Shocking, <laughs> I know. I also took uh, a course that was actually about the archaeology of death. And we talked a Ooh. lot about grave goods and things, and this was the textbook for it. And I really enjoyed it because I learned a lot about a lot of different cultures. I learned that was kind of, I think, my or one of my first experiences with, um, not experiences with, but learning about sky burials and things like that. And just how, you know, as archaeologists, we treat the dead if we are exhuming them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, if you want a kind of little bit more dense book because you really just want to really sink your teeth into it uh the archaeology of death and burial by mike parker pearson um it does have a section on like gender and kinship uh that i read earlier and is pretty cool and just basically assuming that just because a skeleton might be sexed one way doesn't necessarily mean that that is how people historically may have identified gender wise and also Skeletons are weird, and uh, we get it wrong a lot anyway, so... And basically, to just keep that in mind... Never um, was there a truer phrase spoken. Skeletons (laughs) are weird! Yes. Yes. When we say everybody is different, we mean it. Yes. If you have a skeleton, you've probably had some issues at some point, um, so you Mm -hmm. know that they're a little bit odd. Mm. Makes me wonder what my knee is going to look like when I'm a skeleton. My knee is kind (laughs) of fucked up. Right? I'm like, is the nitrogen from all of my cracking joints just being forced in there? Is there just going to be little collections of nitrogen? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. If you want to see something kind of fucked up, but kind of cool, um, you can... Uh, I didn't realize this. Oh, I learned this in this course, is how syphilis affects your bones. And, uh, yeah, it's not it's not fun at all. It's not particularly... At least I don't think if you Google syphilis skeleton, it's particularly graphic, but it definitely gives the immediate mm. reaction. Medical stuff um, is nightmare fuel to me, pretty much regardless. Cringe. So, so mm. yeah, Damn. I don't really have anything else to say about that book, but I can Check jump into something else, or do you guys have another book? I have one more book that actually fits pretty well into that. I'm a book fiend. I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I did book stuff all the way through college. I did not do history or archaeology or... Any of that shit. I can't remember dates to save my life. So I came across this book. I don't even remember where. It's called Stiff, The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers. And it's by Mary Roach, who does a fair number of, like, very specific nonfiction deep dives. She did one on uh, the human guts that I think is just called Guts. Packing for Mars, Curious... Science of Life in the Void, Bonk, The Curious Coupling of Science and Sex. Like, she's done some really hyper-specific stuff. Uh, she's done one about ghosts, which I'm excited to read. But this is also kind of an anthologizing book that talks about what happens when you donate your body. The various things it can be used for. 
So this is where I got the idea for the Body Snatchers episode, actually, and kind of going into the history of experimentation on human corpses. But it also talks about how they're used in medical practices, how cadavers are used for safety testing in vehicles. When they do the high-impact tests, sometimes they do need an actual cadaver to do that. And stuff like that. And it's fascinating and a pretty straightforward, bald-faced approach to it. So even though there's some humor and there's care taken to respect the dead, it also doesn't pull punches and use euphemistic language. It's very straightforward in that regard, which I really respect and makes it much clearer and easier to understand than when you get into this like bogged down euphemistic sort of language that sometimes surrounds bodies and death and, and cadavers in particular because they once were people, but now they're bodies sort of thing. So a very good book, uh, but Janine, you may not enjoy it because of that straightforward uh, approach to being corpses and sometimes just parts of corpses. That's fair. Yeah. Notoriously squeamish. I am. Yeah. It doesn't have, I don't think, any pictures, but definitely not a lot of pictures. No pictures of corpses. There's one of a flying car, though. <laughs> that is, uh, that's That's random. the biggest selling point of the book. There's a picture of a flying car. <laughs> but like a car, like, flying out of a tube. Well, I am also a book person, so I have a couple more books, but, um, I kind of wanted to just do a, a short little recap on books that I've recommended in episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, I have two of them, um, actually, from mm -hmm. episodes that I've done this season. And I own both of them now. I didn't own one of them when I did the episode, but I do now. So most recently, as if you are an avid Mortals listener, you will remember, is Buried Alive, uh, The Terrifying History of Our Most Primal Fear by Jan Bondesen which is all about taphophobia, being buried alive, and all that fun stuff. Um, really good overview, covers a lot of things, including folklore, which I think was really interesting aspect of uh, culture to dive into, particularly on this topic, mm -hmm. and how it spreads. The, the folklore spreads and becomes embedded in the culture and then becomes the, the lore that people refer back to to prove things. I don't know, I just found that really fascinating. So highly recommend that one which you'll know if you've listened to that episode before. And the other one is from a previous episode that I did this season, which was all about green burial. And it is simply the Green Burial Guidebook by Elizabeth Fournier. And highly recommend if green burial is something you're interested in. It has a pretty good mm -hmm. overview of kind of not everything you need to know, but like a very good overview of just in general, the topic of green burial. So I wanted to, to recap those quickly before we get into some of the more uh, fun stuff. What? You say that like books aren't super fun. I mean, again, I guess one of them was a textbook. So. They are, but the <laughs> ones that I've, the books that I've done so far have been fairly uh, educational, mm. shall we say. Um, Does anybody have something fun they'd like to bring up? Uh, actually, before we move on to the fun things, uh, I am a book person, but in my older years, as I've gotten older, <laughs> um, books be expensive and I only have so much shelf space. So I have kind of acquired, when I do research for episodes, there's a couple different places on the internet that I check out 
that I, depending, well, depending on the topic, I check out museum website catalogs. There's a lot of really interesting stuff there. You can actually search through artifacts and things. And if they're like a larger institution, they tend to have like a little blurb written about different objects and items and can sometimes tell you a little bit about the culture that used them. The individual who may have owned the object. I tend to trust museums for the most part, but I also do take museum catalogs with a grain of salt. I make sure that, you know, I may or may not fact check them. (laughs) Uh, I try to uh, most often, but, you know, as someone who is responsible for a uh, museum catalog, and as anybody who's worked with a museum catalog knows, sometimes that shit is unreliable, especially if it's measurements. Never, ever trust a museum database measurements. That's just the fucking golden rule. (laughs) I also just really enjoy looking at uh, old newspapers. So Janine and I live in Victoria, and Victoria is the home of the Times Colonist newspaper, which has been around for like 170 years. Yeah. Something like that. It's been around for a long time. And all of it, I think up to like the 1970s, is digitized at britishcolonist.ca. More relevant kind of towards us because, you know, we are local 19th century historians working at a 19th century historic site. But if you just want to look at like cool old ads or like uh, just kind of see what's going on uh, on a random date or a random year, it's really interesting highly recommend. I use it a lot at work and also for my YouTube channel and also uh, for a couple different Mortals episodes because we talk a lot about the Victorian era and generally the focus, you know, I think in most media is with like London and the Victorian, (laughs) you know, like the English side of, you know, the Victorian era. But I'm really interested, obviously, in what was happening here in dreary old Canada. Um, So it's... It's very interesting to see, like, our perspective on things, like the British settler colonial perspective while living in Canada on things that are going on in the homeland. I also have to recommend Archaeology News if you want to keep up with uh, Archaeology News and what things that are getting pulled out of the ground and new discoveries. It is a magazine. Um, I used to be subscribed to it many years ago, but they also have a website and social media. And finally, I have to give a shout out to my friend Amy, who runs a website called Not Your Average Sistery. She is a trans historian and museum person, and she's got a, like resources for uh, basically trans museum studies and things like that. So Hell yeah. I just wanted to give her a shout out. So if that is your bag or something that you're interested in, Not Your Average Sistery. C-I-S, right? Yes. As in cisgender, not sister. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Those are some of the websites that I frequent while doing research for things Mm -hmm. or that I just like to check out. Can I just add briefly to that is um, not every place will have their newspapers digitized Mm -hmm. so extensively, but it might be either digitized 
in some small capacity in your hometown, wherever you might be, or you might be able to take a trip to your local archives if you can and check those out as well. It's a little bit more of a field trip rather than sitting behind a computer like a lot of us are used to these days, but mm-hmm. it can be fun. I mean, be a nice little field trip. We think it's fun, but that's because we're nerds. So <laughs> <laughs> there is also something called newspapers.com and it has a whole bunch of newspapers digitized, but you have to pay to use it, which I think is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, but- that, that does, if you, if you are unable to leave your house or if your archive is shit or, you know, it's too far away, that is an option if you really really want to use it but yeah mm-hmm. you should definitely go support your archive chat with archivists yes um uh also yeah. if you're looking for journal articles and things of that ilk jstor is a website that collects journal articles you can sign up for an account and you get i think a hundred free articles a month which for I most people's purposes JSTOR. is so sufficient even for me, like, I don't have enough time to go through 100 articles a month, and I work in history. <laughs> so, yeah. check that out. JSTOR is the shit. It's a yeah, little hard to navigate. Any arts programs at a university, you're well familiar with JSTOR, which is J-S-T-O-R. Yes. Thank you for spelling it out. Yes. Yes. Um, you can spend hours on there. It's a little hard to navigate if you don't necessarily know how to use a search engine like that. Um, but give it a try nonetheless. You might be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the less academic side of it, I have a fun artist to recommend. Okay. Oh, like uh, a, a painting artist or? Uh, artist? She does a couple of different things. So her Instagram handle is Cool Cat Kmart. Her name is Caitlin Martin, and she makes lots of art. Some she's been doing acrylics lately, like acrylic shapes. But she does a lot of kind of irreverential, like, ghosts and skeletons and little demon-y guys. Quite often she'll do, like, a tapestry bunting sort of thing. And they're all very irreverent, kind of humorous takes on death-like themes and imagery. And her art is just really cute and fun. Recently she did a couple of runs of colored swords in acrylic. Just, like, little... Figures or paintings or what's the medium here? The acrylics, there. Some of it is painting on cloth, again on like tapestry bunting. Uh, a little bit of digital art. I think she's done some T-shirts and stuff now as well. But yeah, a couple of different mediums, all the same art style. At Cool Cat Kmart, K O O L C A T K M A R T, Caitlin Martin. She's just great. Fun. Well, cool, um, I'll have to check that out. It is. It's really fun. So if you want some like light-hearted, uh, like small artist, death-adjacent art, uh, yeah, Caitlin Martin at Cool Cat Kmart. Um, speaking of Instagrams, I guess that we have recommended. I have recommended um, these people in the past. Or I don't know if it's one person or I feel like it's more than one person. Uh, the Dead Pet Girls on Instagram have been uh, super fantastic, and they cover... I've obviously brought it up in my Death and Pets episodes uh, and Animals and Death, but they do, like, featurettes on famous pets that have died and, fam- like, just basically, like, people's relationships with their pets. Uh, it's an account that the Mortals account follows and I also, like, personally follow just because I think that 
It's cool. So yeah, double shout out to Dead Pet Girls. They're great. Yeah. I definitely thought you were going to throw Talk Death Daily in there. They're awesome too. They're yeah, also they're, good. They're also I didn't know. Fantastic. I didn't Basically, know if anyone else had them. Just listed. check out anything, almost, pretty much anything that the Mortals account is following. Here's yeah. Janine with another terrible segue. Hey, you know what else is art? What, Janine? Um, I want to briefly talk about some of the video games. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, we covered in episodes um, I Am Dead and What Remains of Edith Finch, which are both yeah. fantastic games if you haven't played them yet. Um, I own a Nintendo Switch, so those are both on the Switch if anybody's curious. I think they're on um, PC maybe as well and other platforms. but Like on the Steam? Yeah, they're for sure on Nintendo Steam. Switch. And yeah. two more that are on Nintendo Switch that I have purchased, but have not had the time to play yet. Are well, There's one called Death's Door, which is, you basically play as a little crow um, who oh. is a... Yes. Basically, I think it's like a bureaucrat in the, in the death sphere. A little crow. Uh, I don't really know much more than that, because like I said, I haven't played it yet, but from the trailer and when I purchased it, it looked really cute. And of course, the title is very uh, compelling, Death's Door. And then the other one, which I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast and if they're interested in this type of thing already know about, but as I said, I bought it and haven't played it yet, is Spiritfarer, which I'm really excited to get into definitely this Christmas when I have some time off. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Spiritfarer, but also how people have cried a lot playing it and had to really confront what grief means to them in relation to these little digital ghosts that they have. And you've probably seen us doing the video game episodes and been like, where's the Spiritfarer episode? Tune in for season three. We might finally get around to it. <laughs> I mean, I want to make sure we cover it at some point, but just for yeah. anybody who doesn't know anything about Spiritfarer and has no idea what the heck we're talking about. Yeah, you're like super cute Caron, right? Yeah, so this is what it says on Wikipedia. The main character of the game, Stella, becomes a spirit farer, in quotes, whose job it is to ferry the spirits of the deceased to the afterlife. That's the gist of it. Yeah. But they all become your friends, and then you're sad to let them go. Sad. So bell, yes, really excited about sweet. that one. Looking forward to playing it. If you've played yeah. it already... I mean, I'm sure you could toss names and things at me and I wouldn't remember. So unless there's some really big spoiler listeners, you could probably just throw anything at us you want us to know about Spirit Fair. That's me. I don't want to speak for my co-hosts, but... Let us know who your favorite spirit was. Uh, well, this is completely unrelated to everything that we've talked about so far, but uh, if you want a very kind portrayal of the personification of death, I highly recommend that you check out the Sandman series, whether it is the comic or the Netflix series. The portrayal of death and how death is handled in Sandman is very kind and very interesting, and if you are a fellow death enthusiast, I think that you would like it, and you should check it out. There's also lots of, like, mythological stories and things that get incorporated into it, lots of different 
cultural beliefs that are, you know, set the scene for a lot of these stories that happen. Lots of gods, lots of pantheons of gods and things. Mm. So, uh, Sandman is great. Uh, Neil Gaiman's pretty cool. You should watch and or read it. You can find the comic online for free. You didn't hear it from me. You still gotta, <laughs> you still gotta find it yourself. Yeah, you gotta find yeah. it yourself. But we're not providing. I am. Links. I may or may not be reading it online now because I only own the first two volumes, and that shit's expensive. So, but it exists. Yeah, Best graphic of novels love. can add up. And I have a couple of podcasts to recommend that are kind of adjacent. Uh, and are not this podcast, though obviously you should be listening to this podcast if for some reason this is the first episode you've chosen. Um, <laughs> I also have a podcast, but I will wait until you're Ooh, done. We'll see if, if any of them are the same podcast, so I don't think that they will be. Um, so the first one is Chasing Immortality. And so this is a fairly short series podcast that profiles various people who have attempted to achieve immortality. So kind of in opposition to us, but also things that are opposite are inextricably tied by their opposition. That's fucking uh, cool. Right? And it's it's a pretty good deep dive into these various personalities. It's pretty short. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I'm excited for when they come back with the next season. And the other podcast I want to recommend is even more f- out there than Chasing Immortality, and it's called Ghost Church by Jamie Loftus which is a deep dive into American spiritualism and how people have glommed onto and formed not quite a cult, but like a very, very American religion based around the afterlife and communicating with the dead. And it also deep dives into like the Fox sisters and various grifts that have existed over time of false spiritualists really taking advantage of people in grief versus American spiritualism and this particular town that Jamie Loftus is in interviewing people. And it's just a very interesting look at a very organized response to individual grief, which I think is very interesting. It's very well done, um, very journalistic, and it is, again, like a limited series, so it has has the Ghost Church series, and then that's it. That's done. It's not... It's not an anthology sort of style like Mortals is or like Chasing Immortality is. It's a bunch of episodes on one thing, really deep diving. So those are the two that I would recommend off the top of my head. Chasing Immortality and Ghost Church. Those both sound really cool. And my podcast list is already so long. Like all the things (laughs) in my life, video games, books, podcasts. I just don't have enough time. time to consume all the things. Maybe you'll figure out how to achieve immortality so you have time from the Chasing Immortality (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Maybe I'm the chosen one who will do this. Maybe. Podcast that I would like to recommend, and I'm sure I've recommended it to both of you Mm -hmm. personally Mm -hmm. before, though I don't know if it's ever made it into the audio of an episode, is called Spirits. It's a podcast yeah, yes. by independent podcast company called Multitude. They have a bunch of really cool shows, but Spirits was the first one that I really got into. And it's basically all about mythology. <laughs> like any god or goddess or mythology or folklore you can think of from cultures across history. They've covered like the Greek Olympian gods. They've covered 
oh my God, just anything you can think of. I think they're at almost 250 episodes or something oh like God, that damn. at this point. It's amazing. Um, it's run by two really cool people. Uh, and it's really fun to listen to. So if you're interested in mythology or anything, like Christia recommended Sandman and all the mythology behind that, and you want to know more about the real world mythology, maybe find an accompanying episode of Spirits on that particular aspect of folklore and give it a listen. I literally have listened to every single episode. So <laughs> Dead. I've been listening to it for hours. a couple a couple years now, so um, that's true. I really enjoy it. And I don't know. I just I just think it's neat. <laughs> it's spooky ooky. What's not to love? Right? I thought I did I was I thought this was gonna be another conversation because I have said this on the podcast before. I'm not really a podcast person. I don't listen yes. to podcasts. I am a visual learner, and if I hear things or if you explain something to me, it is one in one ear and out the other. So uh, podcasts are just not my jam in general. Uh, like I said, <laughs> I need to see and touch, and I'm the objects person for a reason. But speaking <laughs> of objects, this is not a super death-related podcast, but I started listening to Stuff the British Stole by the Australian Broadcasting Company or Corporation, ABC. Basically the Australian version of CBC and BBC, ABC. Uh, the production value is really high. The host, whose name I am forgetting at this moment, he is fucking amazing. And he takes you all around the world and he interviews people and he talks about Stuff the British Stole. And they have done episodes on everything so far from uh, Milk Mokai heads from New Zealand to the infamous elk and marbles to a, a breed of dog. And death often comes up because colonialism. <laughs> um, so I guess this is kind of coming at it from that perspective. But if it can keep the attention span of someone like me, who is, you know, I have a hard time with that sort of thing. Uh, I think that you should definitely check it out because, like I said, that the production value is very high. You kind of feel like you're getting swept along on these kind of interviews and on these travels, and uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. I know stuff the British stole. Recommended that to me before. <laughs> I yeah. still yes. haven't listened to it. It's it, the episodes. I don't think are too long either. Like I think they're about 30, 40 minutes. So okay, they're it's not too bad. Manageable. Yeah, and if all of that isn't your bag, I do have one last fiction recommendation. Caveat, I have not finished this series, but the first one is called Scythe, and it is by Neil Schusterman. And I think, Janine, you and I have talked about this before. And it is set in a world in which medical sciences have progressed so far that they have cured death, essentially. And so there are people working as scythes who are the arbiters of permadeath essentially. So the only way that you are permanently killed, legally dead, you're not allowed to be resuscitated is by a scythe and people are randomly selected. And the premise of the first book is that the scythe that you mean at the start has to take on some new apprentices to find more scythes. And there's some interesting requirements about what they're looking for in a person who is a scythe primarily they have to not want to do it which is there's it's an interesting examination of death and power positions and who gets to be arbiters 
It is kind of YA, but Neil Shusterman has a lot of clout attached to his name, and I did enjoy the first book. I just haven't had a chance to read the rest of them. Um, but definitely well worth at least diving into the first one, just to kind of see how that plays out, what kind of society that builds, how people react to and think about things like suicide or murder, kind of death crimes, versus the permadeath of a scythe coming for you. Mm. So, an interesting look, as fiction always is, right? Fiction is the ultimate way to try out futures, try out what-if propositions. Fiction is foundational to how we conceive of the future. And also, it's fun. Stories are what make us human. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That reminds me a lot of the only thing I really wanted to talk about left on my list. Your big boy. I don't know, big boy. I've been, I started rewatching it. Um, so it's a TV show uh, from the early 2000s. And... Is it grim? It's not grim. Or it's, is it supernatural? It's not, it's not supernatural. I was never <laughs> a supernatural person. Um, the show I'm talking about is called Dead Like Me. Ah, uh, yes. And I, as I said, I rewatched probably about five episodes at this point. From the early 2000s, some of the language doesn't hold up. They do use the R word in one of the, one of the episodes. So mm. that's not cool. But the premise of the show is cool. So if you feel like watching it, um, I found it for free, legally, question mark, through Plex. Um, <laughs> I am I not familiar with this show. What is it? It about? is a show. The main character is a young woman named Georgia Lass. And the show begins on the last day of her life. She has just graduated high school. She, her mother pushes her to get a job. She ends up temping. And on her first day on the job temping, she goes out for lunch. And she's outside on the sidewalk. And she gets hit with a toilet seat that has fallen off of the Soviet space station or something like that. Um, and kill, it kills her. I think I'm mistaking Grimm. I thought that the, I think I know exactly what show you're talking about. I thought it was called Grimm for some reason. Hmm. Maybe it was called Grimm in another um, another place, but I know it as Dead Like Me. Mm. And so someone before she dies ha reaps her soul, basically. Mm -hmm. And so she dies. And it just so happens that the person who reaped her soul was that was their last soul to reap before they're able to move on. And so she georgia takes this person's place as a grim reaper and so the show is her coming to terms with her undeath in her new job as a grim reaper basically it's super fun um death related she's assigned to this division of the reapers that deal with external forces which is basically like murder suicide accidents yeah. And so a lot of the deaths of the people that she has to reap are somewhat violent, but it's not super graphic because, you know, I don't like that shit. Highly recommend the premise. It's a really interesting exploration of this idea of Grim Reapers and what it means to deal with death and all that kind of thing, because she's working as a Grim Reaper in the same city that her family is still living so she's having to grapple with that, not being able to reach out to them at the same time as she's living, but not living. 
continuing <laughs> on her life as not herself, becoming sort of a new person. So um, I watched it when it first came out, and I still remember it. It's stuck in my head all these years later. So yeah, just started rewatching it recently. I have a kind of similar recommendation that was actually not originally on my list, but that reminded me of another 2000 show that is very death-related. Uh, it's called Pushing Daisies. Either of you guys oh, heard yeah. of it? I have not. I oh, have. it is wonderful. Like, it is gen- It is all about death, and it is very brightly colored. It's very funny. Uh, basically, the premise is that Ned is a pie maker, and he has the ability to bring things back to life with a touch, but um, if he touches them again, then they die. Um, so he reconnects with a childhood love, uh, but she's dead. Oh no. And this is like the first episode. But he brings her back to life so they can never touch. Uh, so there's lots of like saran wrap kisses and like these weird things. But they're yeah. very, it's a very, very sweet series. Ned helps out a private investigator over the course of the show and they help solve murders and things and everyone has usually died in some outrageous way but they basically grill the corpses of the recently or the re- they grill the recently deceased um with for over the course of a minute um it's a very sweet series it's only three seasons it did get canceled but if you need something like genuinely light-hearted but still want to kind of get your death fix i guess I you know. mean grill as in interrogate not yes not <laughs> not as it apply to, to a hot griddle <laughs> yeah my bad just gotta make sure i had to get cannibalism in there somehow it's been a while <laughs> you it can check that off your mortals bingo yeah there we go one day we'll um, actually make a mortals bingo card. <laughs> uh but yeah you should watch pushing daisies i think it might be on i don't know where it is but it's good and you should go find it so I guess we're kind of in our final section here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, a bit about a couple of YouTube channels. Uh, these are not necessarily death related. Uh, they do talk about death in regards to historical people and events. This is going to sound kind of silly, but I absolutely fucking love Epic Rap Battles of History. They <laughs> I did watch that one you oh, sent us. Yeah. I really, really love them because I know that they do their research and they put a lot of effort into lyrics and their stupid sets and things. And I just find them to be really fun. There's some, there's some in there that are kind of uh, bunk for me. Uh, but basically the premise is that they will dress up as two different characters from either like popular media, which are the ones that don't really do it as much for me. Or they'll dress up as, like, historical characters that would have some sort of adversarial relationship and basically pit them against each other and have an epic rap battle in front of a green screen and they do crazy things. My particular favorite is Winston Churchill versus Theodore Roosevelt. It has the best beat. Uh, But they got big for doing uh, Darth Vader versus Hitler. Jesus. (laughs) Uh, They got a little bit, like, like, not serious, but, you know. They've they've done some really fun ones, and it's just... You learn, and you listen to music, and it's stupid and fun. I also uh, can't recommend Tasting History with Max Miller enough. Oh, I love that channel. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, I learn a lot. 
Um, he also talks about, you know, death as it comes through with, and sometimes relationship with food. But yeah, he basically just takes recipes throughout the ages and talks about the culture and when this food would be cooked. He's done like the history of the wedding cake. I think right now his most recent uh, video is on pemmican. But if you're interested in food and like culture and history, uh, you should definitely check him out because he would 100% be your jam. And those are three things that I really love. So another channel that I really like, sorry, I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm on YouTube like a lot, um, is Kaz Rowe. They are kind of my new favorite like history channel. Uh, they are non-binary and they do a bunch of like queer history stuff. They've done kind of everything from the Wizard of Oz, like the filming of the Wizard of Oz and how disaster it was to uh, like Victorian women in sports. And you know, they've, they've done a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, they do a ton of research, which is really awesome. And uh, I just really like them. I just think they're neat. And finally, of course, I have to recommend my own YouTube channel because always be plugging <laughs> Professor Peaches. Talk about museums and histories. Please go subscribe. And that's all I have to recommend. Cool beans. Yeah, so I think that that is it for recommendations that we have for you today. Hopefully you find something new and fun and interesting to fill the time between our episodes, uh, as well as to take you through our eventual season break. Um, Christmas, not, New Year's? It's not happening yet, but it is coming up in a couple episodes here, so prepare yourselves. Ah. But do stay tuned for our very fun Halloween episode that will be coming after <laughs> this one, and our Remembrance Day episode that will be coming after that. They aren't actually coming out on those specific holidays, but they're the episodes that are the closest adjacent. You get what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, I'll be doing the Remembrance Day episode this year. I promise I'm not going to do war stuff every year, but I did <laughs> want to get this one as well, because I did promise it when we did it last year. So, cool. I'll be doing the last non-finale episode, um, and we're going back to the ancient world, baby, because it's my episode, and of fucking course we are. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of cool yeah. stuff to look forward to. Indeed, and please do shout at us your death-adjacent recommendations, your favorite books, podcasts, bands, YouTube channels, the whole shebang. Yeah. Cool artists, let us know. We're always looking for more more goods for our eyeballs and ears. Tell us so that my lists can grow ever longer. <laughs> of course, and also tell us who is your favorite spirit in Spirit Fair. If you've played it. And someone explain it. to me what that is. <laughs> Bye. I don't know what year it is. <laughs> Bye. Mortals Podcast is created, hosted, and edited by three morbidly curious individuals, Christia, Mariah, and Janine. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast Mortals, on Instagram at Mortals underscore podcast, and on our website, mortalspodcast.com. Show your support, access bonus content, and help us keep ads out of your ears by joining our community at patreon.com slash mortalspodcast. Our music is A Mermaid's Eulogy by Etienne Roussel. Thanks for listening, mortals. Take care of yourselves out there.
Sometimes you just got to put on your rude dude radio voice. <laughs>